I put out my podcast as just more of a passion kind of also grief project. It was to honor my mom. And three weeks later, HubSpot reached out to me to join their network on my mother's birthday. And I was just like, I'm a spiritual person. Yeah. I was like, that's divine. Yeah. We often talk about the energy behind the content. The person that is viewing it, they can tell 100%. This person is in it or this person is not in it. You have to believe in yourself and do the work, but don't count yourself out just because you don't have the background initially because you can learn it. How do you know, Ash? Are you like super convinced? Like, do you have doubt moments? Like whether that's with your podcast, your publishing, with like your new opportunities, how do you deal with that? People don't talk about failure, even though everyone has some sort of failure. As soon as I published, my life changed and I started to move towards the fulfillment that I always wanted. So please, Go for it, do it. We've got some. Hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. Let's go. That's a good good sign for the year. Yes. <laughs> I nailed the audio board. We didn't mess up on the intro. That's a good sign. 2024 is going to be our year. Let's go. Yes, guys. Today we have an amazing person, amazing guest, amazing friend. We were on her show not so long ago. We met him through Art Network. And uh, this person is a lawyer, storyteller, deeply passionate about the intersection of humanity and career, aiming to center our human experience in conversations about work. She also graduated from, guess, guess, uh, I'm going to go with, she graduated from <laughs> Harvard. <laughs> Let's go, Harvard Law And Stanford, School. actually. She went to Stanford and then Harvard Law, which is very impressive. That's very impressive. Yep. Yeah, uh, de definitely not. She's actually just the second person I've met in my life that I know of that graduated from Harvard. I know. How cool. We're like, is it illegal to wear the Harvard sweater if you don't go to Harvard? You know, but it's so cool. That's yeah. interesting. It's yeah. interesting. Maybe that's a question that we asked her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, even during her childhood, she loved to color outside of the lines. Mm. She was a classic overachiever with huge ambition. At 10 years old, she wrote a letter start stating she wanted to go to Stanford for undergrad and even Harvard Law School. So she manifested She manifested this. that. I love yeah. this. We're definitely going to talk about manifestation. Yes, absolutely. So anything else, Fonzie? Uh, Before no. we bring this person on, I'm just excited to welcome <laughs> our good friend Ashley Menses. <laughs> welcome, Ashley. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you both. That was such a good intro. Thank you so much. Thank you. And just so you know, I am married now, so we do Ashley Menzies Babatune Day. There oh we boy, go. let's there go. There we go. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. We got, we got a, last time we talked, your husband was kind of like on the background. We got to get him on too. If, he, if he's in there, feel free to let him, let him know he can, you know, swim by and say hi. I will. You know, he's an introvert, so, but yes, maybe one day. So Ashley, you're probably like one of the smarter persons I've, I've talked to ever. <laughs> <laughs> with those diplomas <laughs> no but I'm, I'm very excited i mean we also we we met you uh in person at what was it in colorado right in in was it denver i can't remember now and yeah. uh yeah, podcast yeah. movement and we just chill outside we chatted for a little bit and it was so awesome to to hear a little bit of your story on what you started to you know publish and and your podcast and like this whole thing and um i'm very curious on what manifestation like what was the part of manifestation on this thing and how is your podcast and and this digital property that you've created and the connections shaping your new goals right like obviously you know manifested this at 10 years old you achieved it you have an incredible career and now in the network yeah. with us in host but uh you know what are the plans like are, are you continuing to do that <laughs> yeah you know that's actually such a great question because i do think i actually somewhat manifested the podcast as well so I have a journal entry from 2019 mm. and I talked about just being happy with my legal career and the intellectual side, but feeling a disconnect when it came to just human connection mm. and how I just didn't really love all the transactional connection that I was having every day. And it's a really fast paced environment. There's a lot of work to be done. So I understood that, but I wrote in my journal, I said, hey, 
I think this analytical part is great for me. I'm feeling good about this, but I've got to figure out a way to get more human connection in my work. I don't know what it looks like. It could be a multi-hypnic career. It could be transitioning, but I just want to write it down. And I want to say it out loud, uh, say it aloud in my journal, of course. And I also said that it sounds silly to say, you know, I want to have more human connection and pursue a career along those lines and not really know. Mm -hmm. But I realize as I get older, I don't really care about what people think as much. And, but at the time to just say to someone, yeah, I want to pursue a career where I connect with people more. And it just sounded so broad, but I was like, let me just write it down in my journal. So that was 2019. Ah. Fast forward to 2022, I put out my podcast as just more of a passion, kind of also grief project. It was to honor my mom. Mm. And three weeks later, HubSpot reached out to me to join their network. And I remember going back to that journal entry and literally sending it to Alana Joseph and Carly Baker, who are part of the HubSpot (laughs) podcast network, the managers, and saying, look, I manifested this. This is incredible. I'm going to take a sabbatical for my firm. I'm going to pursue this full time. I'm going to do this work. But it started with just that like inkling inside that I needed more human connection and more exchange of story with people. That's so cool. You actually mentioned, you know, how you send this new podcast. And one of the questions that I had here you know, that I think it is going to relate a lot to the listeners because some of the people listening right now, they're either starting or they've been added for a little bit. You know, they're trying to get, get some traction with their content. And one of the best ways to grow a podcast is join a network, right? And have those resources that, you know, opportunity for cross promotion. And I remember when you came into the, you, you came in actually, I think around the same time that we came in to the network. Yeah. Uh, but I remember seeing that you your podcast was brand new, right? You were just launching your podcast. And I was like, wow, I'm interesting. I'm like, how did she get right on? Actually, what happened was like she got really, he got really jealous because we were like <laughs> 300 episodes in. It's like, there's no way. Why is this yep. woman? No, I'm kidding. I'm definitely kidding. not. Definitely not. But I was like, wow, that is so interesting, right? I'm like, how is she getting access yeah. to a network, right? Uh, how is she getting people to obviously like they're betting on you, right? When you're forming mm-hmm. part of this network. And I think for some, maybe understanding that can be viable because they can seek some opportunities. Because as of right now, I'm, I would have imagined, you know, I would have taken myself out of the race because I would have potentially said something to myself like, oh, I don't have any episodes yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably want some experience. They probably want, you know, something to look into before they accept me in the network. And I probably would have kicked myself out from even applying into the opportunity. So I think it's impressive mm-hmm. that you did that. You joined the network, and I think it's, you know, sharing could be potential. Potential, I say potential because it depends on whether they take action or not, you know, but it could be a great potential opportunity for many people. Yeah, actually, we see it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. People are like, they have these expectations or like maybe th- these stories on their, on their heads that they might need to be at a certain level of production or whatever to go chase these opportunities and be like, the opportunity is now, right? If you want it, you can in whatever mm-hmm. stage. So we see it every day and then that's why like we're so curious, like on your side, it's like if we can help us kind of uh, create a path for, for the people listening. Yeah, so let me tell you a story. Yay. As you know, I love storytelling. <laughs> and tell you the origin story of the podcast and I think it will provide a little bit more context for the listeners and also just kind of coming in as a novice. I think that was extremely helpful for me and not really knowing honestly what I was signing up for. So I know it's just such a huge blessing and you're like, what, this girl doesn't even like have a podcast. Why is she here? But (laughs) I think that it was, I know that uh, it was my content. It was a story, it was the actual story that I wanted to tell and my mission. And it started with a pain point in my journey So as you both mentioned, I was certainly this overachiever growing up and wrote down all my goals and was fortunate to achieve most of them. And so most of my life, I thought that life was linear, that success was a linear path, that if you work hard, you're going to see positive results immediately. Because 
fortunately, that was most of my life. Not that there weren't any challenges. I worked really hard. I pulled a lot of late nights, you know, put all of that grind and, and grit in to the work that I was doing. But ultimately, I would see success. And when I got to the California bar exam, even though I studied hard, I was devastated when mm-hmm. I failed it. And I remember at that time, I felt so lonely. I, I thought, you know, especially in these institutions of privilege where there's a lot of pressure, especially as a black woman where there's not many people who look like me, I have to succeed. I have to be the best. And so it really took a shot at my confidence. And the thing that saved me was story. Mm -hmm. It was talking to other people who had experienced something similar and were still successful. And the thing about the legal world, and you could say this about medicine, you could say this about banking, you could say this about the more traditional paths in society when it comes to careers, people don't talk about failure, even though everyone has some sort of failure. And I knew there was a gap in the market and I thought, okay, I'm having all these great side secret conversations with professors and people who are successful and even Michelle Obama shared it in her book. And I look up to her and I thought, when I pass this exam, I'm going to share my story. And so in 2018, I put out a blog post and I shared my story and I shared the lessons learned. And then I that resonated with a lot of people. Wow, cool. So it kind of confirmed my initial hypothesis that there is a gap in the market here. And so many people reached out and I thought, okay, I am going to put out a podcast. I'm a podcast girly. I love podcasts. I've been listening to them for so long. And you know, but I started my legal career and that was very busy. And so during the pandemic, when I think a lot of people were creating, it was a time where just people were putting out content, I decided to start actually putting this into place. And at the same time, because the pandemic was a hard time and at this, my mom also was unfortunately diagnosed with cancer at the time, it was our form of joy. And so we would work on it together. My mom was a big storyteller and to a year and a half later, I put it out on her birthday, just the teaser yeah. of the podcast to honor her memory. She unfortunately passed away, mm-hmm. but it was really a way to honor her. She is embodies so much of the podcast, her spirit. It, it's the thing that made me feel alive again after grief. And so my mindset, to be quite frank with you, I had no idea what a creator was, you guys. I literally mm-hmm. had to Google creator, which sounds so odd (laughs) because I was working all the time. I was like, oh, I see these influencers. I didn't really know what creating content meant, even though I'd been creating content for quite some time with my blog. And I had to Google accelerator (laughs) program when a friend of mine sent my teaser to HubSpot. Mm -hmm. And it was three weeks after the announcement uh, on my mother's birthday. And I was just like, I'm a spiritual person. Yeah. I was like, that's divine. Yeah. My mom had something to do with this. She's like, go ahead, little girl, and go, you know, follow your dreams. Continue to do the work that we talked about. Continue to put out the content that we talked about. And so that's really the origin story. And so it comes cool. from a deep place in my heart and in my soul. And it is my passion. And I was not necessarily thinking about numbers or business or anything like that at the time. Yeah, uh, that's so cool. Yeah, uh, I think definitely that passion obviously translates, right? We often talk about the energy behind the content, which a lot of people feel like don't really put that much thought process into it about the energy that you translate when you're talking, when you're either when you're creating a short, right? Like the person that is viewing it, they can tell 100% this person is in it or this person is not in it. And if it's not the right energy, guess what? People are just going to skip it. And I think, you know, obviously hearing this, the origin story and knowing you, right, to a certain extent, I know for a fact that you have great energy when you are creating content. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that definitely caught the eye of the network. Yeah. Um, actually, I love, like, I, life works in mysterious ways. And I love how, like, uh, you know, we, you had a vision, right? And and you have like, hey, here's here's kind of like the path I really want to follow. But then pieces starts coming into into place, right? And it's, it's our job to actually interpret those pieces, right? Because sometimes like, oh, my friend sent the teaser over there. Uh, and then, yeah, but it might not 
that might not be a thing and then we cannot ignore it, right? And then it doesn't happen. So to me, how that manifests is like this like feeling inside of me that I, is really rare. It's really strange to me trying to explain it to, to people outside of myself, but it's like, it's it's like a little voice that tells me, hey, mm. that that's an indicator. And there's many times in my life that I've ignored that indicator. And it's like, oh man, uh, I wish I didn't ignore that. So now I'm very high, I'm becoming hyper aware of those internal indicators where it's like, hey, this is the path. How am I feeling about you know this situation happening? And then if if I feel that it aligns, I chase it even though I don't know what's on the other side of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that has been super interesting in my last year. And a lot of the decisions are like based on really my feeling, leaving logic a little bit away from it. Right. And, uh, you know, the most recent thing was actually purchasing this new business that, that we have now with the studio, apart from the agency. And it was something like that. Where it's like, wow, it aligns. I feel like we should do this, but it makes no logical sense because we do not have the money to pay for it. Right. I was like something like that. And we're like, but because the feeling was there, we're like, let's find a way. And we found a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. And it's been one of the best decisions that we've ever made in the in the last couple of years, right? So do you, like on your side, are you like super clear on like your goals? Like what is that process like, right? Because a lot of the creators or people that come in either into our studio or they're in inquiring about creating, right? And the creator, it's, I love that word, right? Because creator, obviously you create content, but at the same time, like you're creating your own path in a sense uh, of yeah. opportunities, right? There's a lot of yeah. self-development there and we have to be aware of like how we're feeling about certain situations or how we're going to tackle. And sometimes it's uncertain, right? With my wife, I was talking a couple of nights ago and uh, we want to put our kids in, in private school. So that, 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 you know, that's a new economic goal that we need to achieve together. And she's a pharmacist. She's not an entrepreneur at all. And she's like, well, it's not that I can work more. And like, she was like really worried about like the money side. And I'm like, hey, babe, don't worry. We'll make it work. But it's not guaranteed. Well, nothing in life is guaranteed in a sense, right? So how do you know, Ashley? Are you like super convinced? Like, do you have doubt moments? Like whether that's with your podcast, your publishing, with like your new opportunities, how do you deal with that? Yeah, so I think everyone's personality is different. I always call myself a practical dreamer. Uh, as you know, I've been a dreamer since I was a little girl and I just never want to give up on my dreams. And it goes back to also what Fonzie said just about passion. And I just think it's so important when I think about the life that I want to live that I never lose sight of my dreams and pouring into my passions. Now, when you have a family, I have a family, I have law school loans, <laughs> I have different responsibilities. And so it's figuring out how are we gonna move forward in uncertainty. And so my approach was to take that sabbatical. I had enough funding uh, to kind of support my life at that time. And I realized during that time that this was definitely gonna be a side hustle for the foreseeable future just because of my law school loans. So I figured out a plan to continuously work this as a side hustle. And how do I pursue a multi-hyphenate career? What's been so cool about having a podcast too is that you get to be inspired by your guest. Mm. And I had one particular guest who is a multi-hyphenate and you often just see that in the entertainment industry. But now we're starting to see it more in the business world, in the corporate world. You can be more than one thing. Yeah. And so that's one intention that I've been setting. And I know that I want to always be a storyteller. I always want to be a podcaster. I always want to do work that's going to help people feel seen, valued, heard, and respected. And in addition to that, I also want to have the certain level of stability so to afford me certain opportunities because I do outsource a lot of the work here yeah. too. So in order to keep my podcasting going, you know, I'm going to work my corporate job, pay my editors, you know, get some help with the publicity and continue to move forward in that way. And we also want to be like you, Luis, and have children one day. <laughs> and so we've talked about that and, you know, putting that into yeah. our plan. But the intention that I've set is like, I'm a multi-hyphenate. I'm not giving up on my dreams. I'm always going to podcast. And as you said, we're going to figure it out. And so if you can start to get comfort 
having comfort in uncertainty is one of the biggest superpowers mm. that you can possess. And it's something that I certainly cultivated over the last year. During my sabbatical, I left a high paying job. You know, I technically still had it, but I knew it wasn't aligned with exactly what I wanted to do. And my job search at the time was really tough. And there was a moment in my journey, a few moments, where I thought, wait, was betting on myself, like, did I make the right decision to bet on myself? You know, doubting, because there were some hard times, like thinking, okay, wait, these student loans are coming back. We have these expenses. How am I going to be able to do this? I still want to keep, you know, moving forward with the podcast, which does require money as well. And so how am I going to kind of figure this out? And when I started to just focus on the internal and not necessarily the external, the interior, and I was able to get the opportunity that I that I have now and transitioning into another line of work while also pursuing the podcast. And I just feel so happy that I didn't go back to work that wasn't aligned with who I am and that I didn't also give up yeah. on the podcast. <sighs> so cool. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, I absolutely love love this. I think we can talk about this forever. We definitely <laughs> love that uh, <laughs> self-growth, personal growth uh, type of the conversation. I am very curious, though, and I'm going to back up here a little bit, right? I'm, I'm on the topic of the, of the network, right? You said somebody... Mm-hmm. send the teaser right mm-hmm. to the network but then i'm curious because you you also said you saw it as a sign like a divine sign but at the same time there needs to be some sort of proactivity because i'm sure they didn't just send that and then you know you're like all right i'm gonna sit back and wait oh, yeah. and um yeah, yeah. i'm curious to kind of like follow up on what were those steps that you took right so again so the listener can have an idea of what it takes to find these sort of opportunities. And I also want to make that clear. It's not the first opportunity that you're going to seek, you know, if you follow all the steps of like being proactive, following up, whatever, like that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get that opportunity, but your Mm -hmm. chances of, you know, having somebody say yes or give you a a chance to listen to you, right? To put put you on their network is going to increase rather than if you just send something and sit back. So why don't you guide us a little bit on what were those steps that you took? I mean, you clearly are driven, right? Like you said, you you follow your dreams. I mean, based on your background of education, you can tell you put in the work. So I'm guessing all those skills translated into these next steps to reach an agreement with the network, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So I the first thing I did was just I did a lot of research when we were talking about the opportunity Mm. to just understand what I was signing up for and having conversations with different people. It was certainly a shorter timeline because they were starting it. I had to move very quickly. I was very stressed, (laughs) to be quite frank. But being an attorney, you know, I looked over the entire contract. I also hired a friend who's an entertainment attorney and learned just all about my rights and um, had a lot of questions. And I initially, which is interesting, uh, I said no, just because Mm. of the amount of work that was required when we first started the the network. I think you guys remember, it's a little bit different now, but when you're in that initial accelerator, it is a lot of work and there's a lot of expectation. They are putting funding into you. And simultaneously, I'm working as a full-time attorney in the litigation department and I'm working long hours. So I was just really overwhelmed and worried about how I was actually gonna be able to do this. Mm. But then that divine thing, that thing inside that we talked about said, you know what, Ashley, do it anyway, see what happens. Yeah. And it did get to a point where I was overwhelmed and I was yeah. completely right. <laughs> and, and that <laughs> guess what that led to? That led to the sabbatical. Mm-hmm. What did that lead to? Full-time entrepreneurship. And so it was really, doing the research, asking the right questions, having lots of coffee chats with people to see what you're signing up for because every network is different. And also trying to stay true to my vision. The one thing about my podcast that is a bit different from a lot of the HubSpot podcasts is that I don't necessarily consider it Mm. a business podcast. 
uh, we, as you know, when you came on, I was like, I want the self-development tips. I want your childhood. I Tell me <laughs> yeah. about your personalities. Yeah. You know, I want to know your entrepreneurial story. Yeah. But we didn't really get into the nitty gritty of the practical tips, which is great for your show. And I listen to it because it helps me. But when I'm engaging with people, I want to focus on their humanity. Mm -hmm. And so the other thing is that I talk to them about is like, hey, you know, I want to be able to also own my IP, all that stuff, but I want to be able to stay true to my vision. You know, is that okay? Like I want to focus on story, not so much. And they said, no, this is a great addition. This is, we don't have much like this. So that is great. And that reassured me. And since then, I mean, HubSpot's been incredible. I am so grateful to be a part of the network. It has been a life-changing opportunity. So many relationships, friendships, access to knowledge, you know, and I know that every network is different. So I certainly encourage encourage people to do that research. And I'll also add that, you know, I know my circumstances were a little bit unique where I put out the content and I think I put out content that people wanted to see. And so I think that's great. And it was quite professional in the beginning. And I had already had an editor and didn't really know what podcasting was. So I did a lot of research. So I think just even putting out that initial teaser also helped me get that opportunity. Uh, And because I think that consistency is important, but like quality content is just as important And so I think that was also helpful, even though I may not have been intentional in going after a network where I know a lot of listeners are, and I encourage that. And I think the other thing too, is just with anything in life, you've got to try. If this is what you want, you literally, you know, you, like you said, sometimes you're doubting yourself thinking, I'm a new creator that felt weird. Every, most people were creators. People had businesses. I didn't know what an impression was. Do you know? In this past year, I feel like I got a mini MBA. (laughs) I know everything now. I learned everything that I could learn. And it is so much fun. And it is so exciting. So don't, you know, you have to believe in yourself and do the work. But don't count yourself out just because you don't have the background initially. Because you can learn it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, want to highlight, I mean, this is relevant, I think, in, in general. But we talked about this at the end of the year episode. Is about you know, having your own journey, right? In a sense, as an entrepreneur, as, a, as an individual. And then, you know, you make your rules in your journey. And then the opportunities that come, you're like, look, this is the direction I'm going. I would love for you to be a part of this. Are we a fit, right? And uh, that really like clicked for me personally last year. And uh, before that, it was like, well, we're on this path. But then we will share that path with somebody. We're like, hey, that's the direction we're going. And this is exciting. And then, you know, that person we're talking to, we're like, oh, that's amazing. We also have a similar path here. Do you want to come on our side? Or, like, do you want to help us with that? Or kind of, and it it deviates from your path slightly, right? And then Mm -hmm. you think you're on that path. And then the other opportunity comes in or you have all these things kind of pulling you away from your true path, like your North Star. Right. So it wasn't clear to me initially. And as an entrepreneur, right, like you, you might be looking for opportunities. You might start a project and then you really find that that project might not be the thing that you enjoy doing. Right. And then you, you pivot a little bit, but not having a North star was like really challenging for me at one point. Um, even as a creator, right? Like what's, we, we, we have a big meeting tomorrow. We're like, what's the goal of the company? What's the goal of the podcast? Like, where do we really want to go? What's our path? And then, if that's a fit for the people that we're going to help, if that's a fit for the people that, you know, come to our show, great. They're, they're more than welcome to join it, us in that it's path. It's a no straight path. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, it took me a second, right, to 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 figure that one out. So, like, on your, on your content, right, like, you mentioned that they were, like, you share with Hospital your vision and you share with Hospital, like, your thing. And they, they're, like, this is perfect. This is, this is, like, the puzzle piece that we needed. Was that an unconscious thing? Was that train, like with your content, the same thing, like with your guests, right? Hey guys, like when we came onto your show, you're like, this is the interview that we're going to have. And we're like, well, that's <laughs> perfect. Like we align immediately with you and we're going to do it. Have you ever had a negative reaction to to something like that where you're like, you share your vision, you share your goals, you share like, this is my path. If you want to be a part of it, great. Have you had a negative reaction to that? And how do you deal with it? That's a great question. Uh, kind of, I would say. I would say most people... 
I connect with are like-minded because usually what happens is when you are putting out the content that's aligned with who you are and the work you want to do, then the right people come to you. We talked about this before too, just kind of being yourself, you're going to attract the right people. And so I feel very fortunate to be in a position where I'm just like finding my people and it's so amazing. And it's been such an incredible journey. I think that the I haven't had any issues with the vision. I think sometimes, though, when you have certain guests on... Oh, you know what? Actually, I have one. I have one example now that, now that I think about it. Um, sometimes when people are really big and they have publicists and they want to, they come on your show and they don't really listen to your show or they don't <laughs> read what it's about. And then I'm asking personal questions and they're like, Oh, I usually don't talk about this. Uh, <laughs> it can be a little bit misaligned because they think it's a business podcast, mm-hmm. but what I've learned to do is to pivot in those situations. Cause there's ways to not necessarily delve into someone's personal life but still understand their inner thinking, still understand their vulnerabilities as an entrepreneur, still understand what they fear and what they struggle with and how they overcome it so that it still gives that same piece of humanity that I want people to see. I don't often have to do it because I usually do an initial call with someone and say, this is my vision, this is what I want, but I want you to be comfortable. Does this work? And it usually works for people. But if I haven't had that initial call and I do run into that roadblock, then we'll have a conversation about it and I'll try to pull out the material that I want. And thus far, that's really worked. But I am very particular, I would say, about my vision and the people that I have on. And it's really served me well. And I think you have to stay committed to your why. Because when you start to create content based on what everybody else wants, and I get it when you're trying to make a profit, like this is content is profit. And so you want to appeal to your listeners, you want to appeal to your audience. I think that's important. But when I have creators come on who have had huge success, I had one recent guest, you guys might know her, Les Alfred on Balanced Black Girl, but she was also associated with HubSpot for quite some time. But she's got a really huge podcast, been building it for a while. And she talked about a time in her journey where she was saying yes to everyone Mm. and creating for everyone else and how it was so exhausting and how it it led to burnout Mm. and it led to even an apathy for something that she loved, that she used to love. And her new season, she took a break, she came back, she's doing the work that's aligned with her vision. And it's incredible because it's like the passion. When the passion is behind it, when it's coming from your actual vision, then you're able to accomplish much more. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I have a a few questions, but I don't really want to go back that much into, you know, a little bit of what we've covered already. But I am very curious, though about some of the challenges that you have gotten into growing the show, right? Because, again, you get into this network, brand new podcast, brand new concept. You're passionate about it. You started hitting some challenges timing-wise, right, effort, uh, energy-wise that you could invest into this, and you decided to take a sabbatical, which is absolutely amazing, right? Like, not that many people are that committed to this process. And you decided, you know what? I'm going all in. I mean, if you've taken a seven-year sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, it took a, I've <laughs> taken a very long sabbatical. Uh, you know, so you're like, I'm going to go all into this. How has it pan out for you, right? This last year, how has it been growing your podcast from scratch within a network? Maybe what has been some of the challenges that you have encountered? And maybe what is the one best tip action point that you might have for the listener right now that they're like you know pen and paper on hand ready to take notes and like all right i'm gonna do this in 2024 to grow my podcast what is that one thing you found the most valuable for you and again i want to i want to disclaim make a little disclaimer here that everybody has their own how it's not just one way Mm -hmm. on how you're gonna do things you gotta find your own how but i would love to discover what is your how because i'm sure some people might get inspiration from it Yeah, absolutely. So it's related to some of the stuff we've talked about previously. 
about staying connected to your why, because I think when you're trying to grow in the beginning, I was so overwhelmed and I was trying to learn everything. And then you take all this advice from so many different people. And so I thought I had to be on every social media platform. And so in the beginning, because I was passionate, I was excited, I burned out. I tried to do everything every day (laughs) and spread myself so thin, you know, appearing, doing my Instagram videos and doing my weekly content and appearing on different podcasts and also trying to, you know, people would say, oh, your life is interesting. You should do these day in the life videos. And (laughs) honestly, I'm vulnerable when it comes to a content perspective and sharing my story, but I'm not vulnerable when it comes to showing my life. I don't want to do all of that. But you don't want to yeah. wake up at you don't want to wake up at five a.m. set up a camera and then pretend you wake up. You don't want to do that. I did. I did one video. And I was like, oh my gosh! And my cousin. It's so fascinating too because. My cousin's a content creator. She's a Disney content creator. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And yeah, she's built a huge brand, but she loves that stuff. Yeah. Like she would never do a podcast, but she loves to show her life. And it's great. It's interesting. And she does it very quickly. She's great yeah. at it. She helps me with a lot of it. So yeah. I had to test and I had to iterate. I had to figure out what works for me. Mm-hmm. And with time, I started to figure out, okay, what can I hone in on? So the first piece of advice is you got to try different things and it's okay if it doesn't work out. It's okay if you're not seeing an ROI, but you have to kind of test it out on your own to see what might make sense for you. And I noticed that the best thing for me was when it comes to just growing the podcast, because I think that's the biggest challenge, any new podcast, getting those numbers was one, the podcast guest swaps. You're, it's mm. sticky because you're speaking to another audience of podcast listeners. And if you're speaking with someone yeah. where their audience is aligned with the work you're doing or their audience just likes you and they want to tune in, they're interested, that's very helpful. So I got a lot of just messages after different swaps. If I heard you on this podcast, I, I love this. And people just sharing their story. Yeah. And I really love that. Like I've taken Zooms with listeners. It's been so fun. I've had, I have a new best friend. Everybody thinks we like met in law school because she went to law school too. Um, <laughs> but literally we met because she listened to my podcast and we're having dinner next week. Yeah, And awesome. so, yeah, yeah. So I think the actual trying to connect with my audience uh, from an individual you know, way, whether it's like doing a quick Zoom, meeting up in the same city, that really works for me because it's aligned with my personality and saying no to the things that, you know, like just don't work. Everybody, one other person was like, oh, I love, you know, having, listening to podcasts with two hosts. You know, have you thought about that? I'm like, no, no, actually, Mm -hmm. this is my thing. (laughs) One of my values is freedom. And I like that I get full freedom and agency to create exactly what I want to create on this. Uh, So it kind of goes back to the last question just that we discussed before, just about, you know, sticking to your vision. But yeah, the big challenge is figuring out what do I focus on? How do I grow the podcast? And how do I get my confidence? I'm a, I'm a pretty confident person, but I'm coming from an industry where I've been practicing law for five years and I've dedicated my, you know, my childhood dream was being a lawyer. So I was very much in the legal industry for quite some time. And to be thrust into something new, I had to basically change my mindset to being a student. And I think that was also yeah. extremely helpful. So I think the other thing I would say to listeners is really embrace this as a student, as someone who's learning. Figure out if you can just learn something new every day to grow Mm -hmm. your podcast, to grow your numbers, to, you know, build the influence that you aim to build. Just a tip a day I felt like was really helpful. And in addition to that, I think the other thing that was a little challenging is like when you're an entrepreneur, Or actually, the first challenging thing was calling myself an entrepreneur, recognizing that I was an entrepreneur, because I always just was wanted to tell stories. Yeah, that was my plan. It's like, I want to tell stories. Why are they telling me to get impressions and I have to do this and SEO? And what does this mean? And what are all these things? And so I think that stepping in 
to saying that I'm an entrepreneur and trying different things and testing and iterating and being a person that is building a business and believing in it, I think that mindset shift was huge for me. And once I finally got there and now I'm on podcasts and I say I'm a founder and I'm an entrepreneur, you know, a year ago I wasn't doing that. Yeah. And it feels really great to be in that place. Uh, Ashley, so cool. Like I see, you know, you you obviously you come from the corporate world in a sense, but then you had this like itch of a creator, right? You so say you Googled it, but you, you were a creator in a sense with your storytelling. Well, on the uh, blog, right? And the you, blog. You did mention you were kind of like, you had a blog. And then you're like this transition to mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. And it's funny because as you're telling this story, I'm like, well, I wish a lot of our entrepreneurs that we work with or like they, because they, they are business owners or this stuff, they they also have to take accountability on their mindset to become a creator, right? We had this conversation yesterday on a walk. We're like, we're working with these people and uh, they want X results, but they don't want to get committed to the creation process, right? They're like, um, if you want to be a creator and you want to be the face of that creation, we have to be committed to the creation process, right? It's a craft. We have to get better mm -hmm. at it. We have to, and there's people that don't enjoy recording. Well, maybe this is not the type of content that we that that works for you. And I love that you share your story because for us it was very similar to we've tested so many things. And I think the the only way that we've been able to be consistent is because we enjoy having this conversation so much. Like it fills us. We're just excited. You know, uh, the same way we didn't have as many conversations as you know we wanted to. Just different things, life, Christmas, bunch of stuff. And now we're like so stoked. Uh, so I encourage everybody listening, you know, grab Ash's advice and be like, find what works for you. Uh, podcast, obviously, we, we're biased because we love it. It's changed our life. Uh, but if it doesn't work for you, that's okay. Get some reps, yeah. identify, and then, uh, you know, move forward. What, yeah. um, wait, 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 wait. I got one. Uh, I promise this is the last tactical question. Again, <laughs> I mentioned yeah, at the, I mentioned at the beginning, but you know, we're good. Putting a little more of a tactical aspect on the on the podcast, right? You didn't mention that one of your best ways to grow the podcast this past year was through guest swapping. So yes. how does somebody goes about finding the right people to get on their show and then that they also would be a good fit for that person's show? And how do you go about approaching that conversation? Because and I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. I definitely had had this conversation in my mind multiple times when I approached somebody because I know I'm like, wow, like it would be great for us to be on their podcast. But then I'm like, well, but am I going to ask him to come on my podcast? And I feel guilty because I feel like I'm asking them with, you know, kind of like a hidden reason. So how do you deal with that? If at all, maybe I'm if just If you would have showed up to the workshop I told you yesterday, you would have had the answer to this. But anyways, all actually, right. we're going to listen to you now. I'm just going to say you never you never <laughs> sent me the link, but it's a good, yeah. I, wa I want to hear from you, Ashley. How do you approach these conversations? Yeah, I think that's a great question because it can feel a little transactional, which is, not my personality and aligned with my personality. It's all about humanity. And so I do try to lead with that. I try to lead with my mission. I find people who are also aligned with that mission. The way that I do that is one, social media, I think is great. LinkedIn has been extremely helpful. So I'm always, I try to spend 30 minutes a day on LinkedIn, just looking at my newsfeed, seeing what people are doing, creating different things, people are starting businesses. And so I'll save that contact. And a lot of it is, especially, you know, through LinkedIn, you're going to know someone. So even if you didn't know them, someone liked it, then you can get that connection. So I often try to get a warm introduction if I don't know the person at first. So someone, there's already this person that can introduce us. Uh, but I also try to, I also just do cold introductions as well because you just never know. And so they've both been very successful. I say, this is what I'm interested, you know, this is what I'm doing. Here's a little bit about my podcast, love your work. This is what I would like you to talk about if you came on my podcast. And it's a, you know, just a short little pitch. And thus far it's been, it's worked out really well. One of my most successful shows um, these most successful show with the highest downloads, like an insane amount of downloads. I don't know how it happened. Uh, was through a cold email. I was on LinkedIn and there was a writer 
that was talking about the relationship with work and as millennials, our relationship with work and how do we, you know, fulfill our purpose and our passion, but also not define ourselves by work. And it's been a question that I've been struggling with for quite some time. And I was like, I love this. This is the book I wish I would have written. So I was very enthusiastic, sent him a LinkedIn message and he had a book coming out. So it was also strategic because he'd have more incentive to come on my show to promote his book. So it's also good if you're going to do a cold email, maybe someone might have something that they're promoting. And he said, you know what? I can fit you in my schedule during this time and this time. Can you do it? I'll send you a copy of the book. I said, yes. I read that book in two days and we had the best conversation. It's one of the best episodes or the highest grossing episodes on the podcast. And that was from a cold email. And so I always encourage people to reach out. If you see something that piques your interest, because the worst thing that can happen is you get no response or they say no, it's completely fine. He didn't have a podcast for me to come on, but if you are trying to also do a guest swap, you can lead with that. And sometimes what happens is I'll get a guest inquiry. So I'll get pitches in my inbox every week. And if I see someone who's aligned and also has a podcast, I'll say, hey, yeah, your work seems great. I actually am in the process of building my brand right now through HubSpot and I would love to be able to come on your podcast as well. Would you be open to it? I had a huge entrepreneur say yes. She said, absolutely, let's do it. And that was helpful. And I remember being hesitant at first and thinking, oh, should I ask? Like, she's a big deal. Now we're friends. It's wonderful. And so I think it's so important that you make the ask. In addition to LinkedIn, I look at Instagram. Not really on TikTok. I need to get there. But I feel like, LinkedIn and Instagram and even looking at those pitches because I know you know you might get a lot and it can be challenging but you will find some gems in those podcast pitches that you get so I think it's worth taking a look and and communicating with people who are interested in your show because there's been some great synergy that's come from that as well yeah yeah I'm so I love that can I add sure yeah something that (laughs) you have my permission (laughs) thank you (laughs) Fonsi You know, I think and this is something that I think personally we battle for a little bit is like who is our ideal guest for the show, right? And it's very, very clear on like what that expectation is from the guests. It's, you know, it's an entrepreneur that also published consistently. Do they have a certain revenue, like on our side specifically, right? Like do they have a revenue mm-hmm. side on their business? Like they have to be above this level. And I think that checklist, you know, and then for you could be like, uh, which you you did it with us, right? It's like, hey, you guys have uh, this X type of story. Like, uh, I'm interested, right? That, that list c- doesn't have to be black and white business-wise. It can be also on your personal side. Who's the person that you really want to bring on your show? And then when we get those inquiries, uh, then it's like, well, do you fit in all these boxes? And then that mm-hmm. gives us permission to be like, look, uh, if you're not there yet, happy to make introductions to somebody else that you know can also put you on their show we're happy to do that like i think we're like master connectors in a sense of like (laughs) we love to make those connections but if you are Mm -hmm. a fit perfect that's how you know we can bring you onto our platform and i encourage everybody to do the same you know if even if we ask like are we even a fit for you like do you like interviewing two people at the same time like is that even a thing and uh and i think just not feeling guilty about saying no to some people because they might not be the fit for your show. I think that's super interesting. And on that workshop that I was in yesterday, we had a, we had a lot of people that were brand new uh, creators and brand new podcasters, and they, they were feeling that way. It was like, well, if I, if I go ask to be on their show because we're talking about the, the ways to grow a show, do I have to invite him back? Like, should I? Like, um, yeah. the, the, if we go guess or if you go guess, like you actually today provided incredible value to our, to our listeners, to ourselves, like this was amazing, right? Uh, so that alone ma- makes it so mm-hmm. worth it, right? Uh, and then that's the same thing that whenever you're, you know, you're going after and guesting, we're providing value to their audience as well. The anything else apart from the content is extra, is, you know, is the dessert. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so with that, actually, I thank you. Today was amazing. Uh, on you know from the spiritual side to the tactical side i think we cover a ton of it mm-hmm. uh Fonzie, did that satisfy your itch 
Uh, for yes. tactics? Okay, 100%. good. 100%. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. Uh, Thank you, Louise. Thank you, Fonzie. Yeah, These no, great. absolutely. K- kicking it off on style yeah. or with style. I don't know how you say it now. <laughs> no, that's so cool, Ashley. Uh, last question of the show. Where will you be if you did not publish? Oh, that's an interesting question. Unfulfilled. <laughs> I, like I love it. it. I yeah. love it. Um, yeah, I think us too. I don't know. Still searching. Yeah. Who knows? I'm, yeah, I, I'm like I'm, I'm kind of still searching. <laughs> I love I love the podcast. Don't get me wrong, you know. But I'm like I'm a. I mean, we covered this in a previous episode. I'm a very curiosity driven person. You know, I get infatuated like with things to do. So I get uh, seasons where I'm like obsessed with like learning one thing, and then I'm like, okay, next thing. Yeah. So I, it, I need to figure out how to integrate that in in my life. You're in the season of poker right now. I'm in the season. I'm actually in the season of <laughs> poker right now, which is pretty interesting. Uh, my longer infatuations, which you know have gone from infatuation to actual love, has been soccer, and I think podcasting has been the next one. Yeah. So you know, no oh, I got, I got, I gotta say my my girlfriend too. You know, so I don't get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, now we're in the in the process of yeah. keep keep looking, keep keep searching. Yeah. Ashley, is there anything else you, you want to add before we head out? Yeah, I think just to follow up because I know it's a short answer, unfulfilled. But I think what that relates to is that you can tell that something. Envy shows you what you want in life. So when you are looking at other people and you're looking at their stories and you're looking at their journeys and you're thinking, I want that. I want to be like that. I want to do something like that. Don't go, don't hide that feeling. Don't suppress that feeling. Go and do that thing. Because if you don't do it, it'll show up in a sort of negativity. It, you'll become bitter. You won't be moving in alignment with the life that you want to live. And so when you ask that question of not publishing because I wanted to publish for so long and I found myself even in a place where I was, there was some envy because I saw other people putting out passion projects. As soon as I published, my life changed and I started to move towards the fulfillment that I always wanted. So please go for it, do it. That's such a, a good thing to to end it. And yeah, I wrote it down. Yeah, I'm gonna was a ten, this took it to a twenty. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be <laughs> reflecting I'm gonna be reflecting on what you said. I think it's gonna be very important. Definitely might even write a piece in there. I'm gonna give you credit, Ashley, of course, one hundred percent. Um but I wanna just repeat it for everybody that maybe missed it. Envy shows you what you want in life. And like you said, you gotta explore that feeling and then uh, lean into that. I think that's that's very important. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna start paying attention to see what I what want to of. My 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 incredible mm-hmm. hair. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. My incredible smile. No. <laughs> okay. I guess not. I don't know. Yeah. I, like I've noticed that feeling at times. Not gonna lie, you know about like the envy. Not about his uh, his looks. Oh, Definitely wow. not. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be more aware of what I'm envy of and see what uh what I gotta lean into. Perfect. Ashley, again, thank you so much. Uh, With that said, guys, thank you for tuning to the Contest Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at Co. That is right. Ashley here. Help you move one step closer towards your goal. Please don't forget to share this episode and and leave a five-star review. And don't forget to go and check out her podcast, No Straight Path. Let's go. Bye, guys.